is Kevin, and I'm with my co-host, Beth. Hi. And you are listening to the Faith Moving Forward podcast. telling us of her faith journey that her and her husband Alex have been on that has led to the ministry they are currently doing today. I can hardly wait for you to hear their story. It's so inspiring. But before we get into that, today's episode is brought to you from The Russell, a historic East Nashville church transformed into a one-of-a-kind boutique hotel. The Russell's mission is to give back to the Nashville community through their Rooms for Rooms program. By donating a portion of your stay to local organizations who provide a safe haven for those experiencing homelessness in the Nashville community. Visit RussellNashville.com to book your stay today. Visit RussellNashville.com to book your stay today. Hello, Grace. Thanks so much for being here with me and Beth today. We're really excited to have you on our podcast and to hear your story and all that you've been through and you and Alex together and um, how the Lord has led you guys. So we'll just jump right in it here. Yeah, sure. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to share. Well, first off, I'd love to hear a little bit about your upbringing and how it shaped Mm -hmm. you personally leading up to when you accepted Christ. Yeah, sure. I will try to keep it short because there is a lot um, when it comes to my upbringing and influences. Even today, um, as we're recording, it's Mother's Day, and I was just thinking about how much my parents have shaped me and and our whole family generationally, you know. But I would say the main influences for me growing up was my parents immigrated from um, Taiwan, actually, and so I'm the first generation um, born here in the States. I was born in California in the San Francisco Bay Area, where I actually still live today with my husband. And yeah, I just really was drawn to how do I, you know, use my gifts and talents from a very young age and how do I use it to impact other people? I remember actually a very specific example was um you know, being growing up in the Bay Area, you're surrounded by technology. You know, it, right. it was the dot com bubble. It was Google was still starting out. Like there was just so much uh, hype around technology. And I remember for me, I my my parents exposed me to technology pretty early on. So I developed a love and interest in graphic design. And I was like making all of these graphics and um, you know Microsoft Paint, all the all those tools online and. I remember even, I think I was around seven or eight, I came to my parents and I was like, you know, this stuff is fun, but like, how can we use it to actually help other people? Like, I I just felt like there was, there had to be a bigger purpose for all this because it wasn't fulfilling just to do it for myself. So yeah, I think that was like a seed that was planted early. um, Just that exposure to, okay, I, I really like being creative. I love using technology. How can we use it to impact others? And then also, thankfully, due to my parents, especially my mom's influence, I would say, she really nourished me and intentionally parented me to um, embrace my creativity, my uniqueness, and my gifts and talents and my passions. And so uh, fast forward to college, that's actually when things started to click for me in terms of my faith. So I remember 
I was invited that summer before college. I was invited to a Christian conference from my uh, by my childhood friends. I was not really like following the Lord. I didn't even really know like what is Christianity. I just knew okay, there's probably a God, but I, I don't really know what what this is really. But in college, I or before college, I went to a Christian conference that really just blew my mind because I was like, why are all these people so happy and joyful mm. and Wow. and loving you know it was just so weird to me but also very intriguing because i was like okay i want what they have like what is it that i'm missing out on and so originally i had been planning to go into college wanting to be like super party girl you know like my parents won't know what i'm doing so i can just <laughs> do whatever i want um but then instead the lord used that uh, conference to really pivot me and i um just went to all these different campus fellowships and ministries and churches to really find out like, what is this whole God thing about? Cause I, I want what those people have. And yeah. So fast forward to, I think uh, freshman or sophomore year, I, those, that's when the pieces all clicked for me, which was, wow, God really, he's real. And he also gave me all these gifts and talents for not just like any bigger purpose, but to point people to him and to glorify him. And, you know, to this day, it's been, uh, I mean, it's been so many years since I've been, I think actually this year is 10 years since I've been saved, like exactly. And I just look back in awe at how God has pointed me um, towards his kingdom purposes, using my gifts, my talents, my experiences, all for all to do his work. So yeah, that's the short of it, I guess. That's really cool. Wow. Wow. I'm curious. I hear you made a move then at some point from California to Australia. Mm. And what was the motivation behind that move? And what it, was it like living in a new country? Yeah, that is, that is definitely one of the pivotal points and experiences I had. Um, I think especially in the past few years. And I think what is crazy about this is I just never thought I would even live abroad, like let alone the other side of the world down under, as they say in Australia. Mm. Um, but it really was God. Like I, it's hard for me to explain, especially to um, people who may not believe in Jesus or know God. I'm, I'm just like, it, it literally was God. And I'll just, I'll explain why. So I was part of this like rotational program for um, college, which is a total other testimony. Um, if anyone's interested, I think I recorded the testimony a few years ago on YouTube. Um, if you look up like cool. Passion Talks, Google Testimony, Grace Chen, uh, that was my maiden name. Um, I explained how God led me to have a job at Google without me ever applying. And that's a whole nother story in and of itself. But basically the job that I got was part of the, part of this rotational program where um, after 18 months, you could put down different options of um, different roles in different locations that you would be interested in. They would ultimately like match you based on different interviews and applications, kind of like you're interviewing for a job, but it's just internally. So for me, I put down like, you know, San Francisco, LA, um, and I was like, okay, maybe I'll stretch myself and put New York as one of the options. And then there was just this voice inside of me. I can't really describe it, but just this inner tug in my heart that was like, step out. And I was like, Holy Spirit. <laughs> I know, but I was like, okay, maybe I'm making it up. Like, I don't know. But I wrote it down in my journal anyway. Like, okay, I feel like maybe 
maybe that's the Lord telling me to step out, but that's really scary. I've never, you know, in college, a lot of people study abroad and I was always that person like, Oh no, that's like too much. Like, I don't want to do that. Oh, I love it. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I just felt like that's just crazy. I'm, but I'm just going to not really think about that, but that thought just kept coming up. And then I think, uh-huh. um, what's crazy is I was at a, like a prayer event where some people were prophesying over me. Um, just, I didn't even tell them my situation or anything. And on multiple different occasions, like including this prayer event along with other ones, there were like two or three people who literally told me they felt the Lord telling me to step out. Seriously? <laughs> yeah. Oh. And I was like, what is this a coincidence? Or, but, um, but the other, the, I think the nail uh, on the coffin, as they say, was I was um, on a plane ride. This is before I made my final deci- decision of what to submit. I was on a plane ride. And you know how on airplanes they have like a limited selection of movies that you can watch. Right. So yes. I was, I just randomly decided to pick this like international, like a Hong Kong movie. I, I rarely watch international films. I, I will almost always watch American films. So I was like, I don't know why I feel particularly drawn to this. Anyway, the movie turned out to be exactly what I was wrestling with about like, just really? go for the things that scare you. Don't look back. Life is too short. And then the last, um, the end screen of that movie, I kid you not, was a black screen and two words, step out. Are you kidding? Wow. That sounds like God. <laughs> yeah. My jaw literally dropped on the oh, plane. I think word. I was just, I was speechless and I scribbled down in my journal. I was like, okay, God, I hear you. <laughs> so for my last option that I ended up submitting, I put Australia because I did feel, okay, I that one is the one that's standing out to me as the one that God's highlighting. And then lo and behold, my last option was the one that, he ended up choosing for me (laughs) so it was truly I never expected it everybody was shocked when I told them um but you know looking back it was such like it was one of the best experiences I ever had and going there too I knew you know if God made this happen it's gonna be good so I remember like now looking back I'm like how how did I do that I was like a single girl no abroad experience but (laughs) I I think the Lord really was with me and the Holy Spirit was leading me because I, I had no fear. I remember I was just really excited. That That's sounds so like cool. a God thing. Oh, man, <laughs> yeah. is that exciting. Love that. Yeah. So I think while you're in Australia is when you and Alex link up. Yes. Um, can you walk us through that series of events that led up to that? And what was yes. it like getting to know each other basically online? Oh. Yeah, that is, we looked back and we're like, God knew we needed to meet this way. We are way too awkward to have gotten together in person. <laughs> um, so if anyone is out there being like, I don't know about online or long distance dating, like God knows, God knows what you need. Hmm. Um, but yeah, for us, so yeah, I, like I said, I moved everything. I packed up, I sold all my things, packed up two suitcases, moved my things to Australia, just knowing that God wow. had an adventure for me. Um, did not expect at all to meet my future husband. I was more like, oh, he's probably going to use me for ministry down there or something. Yeah, it's, it's ironic because one of my 
Christian. Um, he was like a career mentor slash like a career, what they call like career guru um, at Google. I was talking to him about my move and I was like, what, what advice would you give your, you know, I think back then I was in my early twenties or so, like your early 20 year old self, what would you, what would you tell that person? And I thought he would say something very, you know, wise and, and about your career, like take advantage of opportunities or network. But instead he actually told me, you know, Grace, God, you never know what God can do. And um, my advice to you would be to make a list of must have and nice to have in your future spouse. And I was like, what? That's Wisdom. so wow. like, <laughs> that's just wow. unexpected. And he said, yeah, I just feel like you never know. And, you know, right now you're single, you can do anything you want. Um, but you've also expressed, you know, someday you, you want a future family. And so just this would be my advice. So I was like, okay, sure. So Amazing. on the plane ride over to Australia, I made my list of must haves of like, you know, just asking God, what are some biblical traits and what are some traits that he's highlighted to me, even from my own experiences of what I would desire or what would be um, something really important to me that I would value in a future spouse. Um, and then the other, you know, uh, nice to have list I also just made out of like, you know, what would delight me and uh, God sees my desires too. So I put some fun things as well in there and lo and behold. So it was like, I would say around three or four months after I moved to Australia, um, I was in, so I just, I don't know. This is again, like you just sometimes do things you feel like it's random, but it's not random to God. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I thought I randomly joined this Facebook group for this YouTube channel that I watched. So they create these like inspirational short films. Um, they used to be more like Christian based, but uh, I think now they're kind of changing direction. But anyway, back then I was really, I love their videos and I saw that they created a Facebook group. So I joined that Facebook group just being like, okay, that, this looks like a cool thing. Not thinking much of it. Mm -hmm. um, and every person in that group has to create an introduction post. So I, that's what I did. And then this guy from Southern California, like comments on my post and we start talking in the comments and I'm like, Oh wow. He's also a believer. And he's also, he seems like he has really great values, but I looked at his profile. I was like, Oh, he lives in Southern California. It'll never happen. I'm all the way on in Australia. Like right. why would anybody, why would anything come out of this? But we kept talking and then he actually messaged me. We started, he slid into the DMS as, as they say. Um, and then we started talking like daily for four months. We actually got on a video call actually the first week, I think when he, when we started talking online and then on a video call, um, I was just blown away. I was like, this is the first guy I've ever met that has like my exact same like life vision and mission really? and values. It was so, it was scary how much aligned oh. we were. Um, wow. and then I was like, okay, don't get too excited. Like, you know, <laughs> don't put all your eggs in this basket. Cause I, <laughs> I grew up very skeptical of relationships. I actually had never even dated like officially before this. Really? Cause I was just like, yeah, I, I just really wanted God to bring me like the right person for me. And I, so I really guarded myself like very, um, carefully, you know, throughout the years. And I was like, I don't want to just treat dating or relationships casually. I want it to be really intentional and, and I want it to be God led. And mm. so, yeah, lo and behold, like when we started talking and then it turned into a daily thing and then four months later, to my surprise, my now husband was like, I'm flying over to Australia to come meet you. Really? <laughs> wow. Yeah. He, That's a big he step. Was, 
<laughs> it is. It is. And looking back, like back then, I didn't even have the context. But his um, best friend, best man at that, or who became his best man at his wedding, um, he told me later on. He's like, it was so like bold and different of Alex. Like he usually doesn't do things like that. But when he said he bought a ticket to come to see you in Australia, I knew he was very serious about pursuing you. And I just really, looking back, I, I just. I'm, I feel so pursued, not just by Alex, but also by God, because yeah. I remember, like, uh, I think it was one year before that, around one year before, I actually, I was feeling very hurt by another situation where I felt like, you know, there's this guy and he keeps, he's talking to me sometimes, but he's not really pursuing me. And I just felt like, God, like, I kind of feel like I'm being, like, we're playing games. And I, I don't know, like, is this what you want? And, you know, that song Reckless Love um, during worship, I remember it just really spoke to me that God was saying, no, like my love is the kind that will kick down doors, like break down walls to come get to you. Like the kind of person I have for you, the kind of man I have for you is not one who will just leave you hanging or guessing or playing with your heart. Like the kind of man I want for you is one who will pursue you with my kind of pursuit. So, yeah, when Alice came to... Australia, it was just like, wow, this guy really pursues me and is serious about it. And yeah, gosh, love- we've been married <laughs> for two years. <laughs> I love that. And I love how God prepared your heart before you even went yes. to mm-hmm. make a list. So you kind of check yeah. your own heart to know where am yeah. I at? What am I seriously, if I think it forward, what am I looking for and who could I marry? that has my heart and so it's like god was preparing before you even met him so you already had um come with you and the lord ahead of time this is the kind of man of god that i Mm -hmm. have in my heart and that's so good of god to do that before alex even came into the picture yeah i love it totally i'm i'm blown away every time i think about it oh i love it (laughs) So now I'm going to, um, Ford, now that you and Alex are together, what are some of the challenges and obstacles that mm-hmm. you and Alex have faced together and how have you overcome them? Man, that could be a book. <laughs> but <laughs> I think, I think I'll highlight two. So one of them was definitely when we were long distance. And I think a lot of people who've been in long distance relationships or have just been separated um, due to other circumstances. I know some people have like visa issues and just things that are are out of their control. It is really hard to be like, how do we make this? How do we close the gap? And what is the timeline? Like all the logistics, right? And like for me, because I was living in Australia, he was living in Southern California. We also didn't want to like move too quickly either because we had just met online and um even though he flew over for a week and we actually made it official then we still didn't want to like rush into things if it wasn't you know god's will so we wanted to be prayerful and thoughtful at the same time when you're like in love with someone you're just so head over heels you're like i can't even think straight like is this is this (laughs) god is this me is this my hormones (laughs) right so many many different emotions yeah so i would say that was one of the challenges we faced was just discerning you know god what are what do you want us to do like we don't want to drag on this relationship long distance but at the same time we don't want to rush things too quickly either and so um the big lesson that he taught us really was actually we were both reading through a book together um, while we were long distance called experiencing god i don't know if you guys have heard of it um but i think it's by henry uh, blackaby 
it's so the subtitle is knowing or experiencing God, knowing and doing God's will. And um, it's really about how do you discern like what God wants you to do in your life. And I think it applies to all kinds of situations. So um, for Mm -hmm. me, when we were reading that together, chapter by chapter, I just felt so clearly in my prayer time that God was saying, don't worry. Like I just, just wait on me. You know, it might seem counterintuitive because most of the world tells you to take things in your hands and make your, you know, manifest your destiny and all these things. But God was (laughs) really just challenging me to, if you really trust me, trust that I have your relationship in my hands and I will open the doors that, you know, will be according to my perfect timing and, and ways. So it was very hard for me as a person who likes to get things done and likes to make plans uh, about how to get things done. Yeah. I was like, okay, God, like, I guess this is what you want. But at the same time, I just really, you know, my desire is to be with Alex and to, is to be in person with him. And it just was so painful seeing all these couples holding hands together in person and just doing life together. And um, it was a daily, you know, surrender to God of like, okay, God, I trust you. Um, and so, yeah, God really mm-hmm. actually did. He threw a series again of events where Alex did not even apply to this job, but he ended up through like a conversation with a friend who introduced him to someone else. He ended up getting a job in the Bay Area that was like at a company that was like one of his dream companies. Wow. And then cool. at the same time, yeah, at the same time, I was also feeling like not like I knew my job in Australia was just not uh, cut out. Like I was not a good fit for it basically. And um, I was talking to my manager about like different kinds of roles. And so actually a door opened up for a role that was better fitting for me in the Bay area. So Uh both of us moved to the, he moved to the Bay area. I think I would say like two, uh, three ish months before me, but I ended up moving to the Bay area as well. And then, um, yeah, we just ended up closing the gap that way, being able to share life and do life in person um, in the same location was such a gift. So what um, was the time frame there from when you first met Alex online and mm-hmm. then when you actually made the move back to the Bay Area? Yeah, I was there almost a year. So, yeah, we met like July okay. of 2018, um, started officially dating in November after he flew over. And then, yeah, around April, the next April or between April and June, I think is when, yeah, we started like actually doing life together in person. So it was crazy. Like how God just did all of that it's without us actually forcing it. Beautiful. Um, I yeah. Love it. <laughs> yeah. The, the other one thing I, I wanted to mention too, cause I, I think it's a very common, I'm, I'm sure you guys can probably relate as well was knowing how to navigate family and like in-law relationships, I think. And I think especially our background, you know, both of us are from Asian cultures. He's Vietnamese and I'm, I'm Taiwanese. We also both have to be only children as well. So, um, yeah, yeah. We have a lot of similarities and, and that was one of them where both of us, um, can relate on the only children struggle, I guess, of, okay, our parents, really love us but sometimes too much where they're like uh either too productive (laughs) or too trying to micromanage and and just really really involved with our lives and you know setting boundaries with them has been a a challenge and then the other part of that is also you know discerning how much to 
you know, you want to support your parents and your family, but you also can't be like a crutch at the same time, you know? So um, as an only child, it can be very common to be in a triangulated relationship where your parents, especially if they're not um, in a healthy, you know, strong marriage, they can end up depending on their only child as, as their glue. I think Alex and I, yeah, Alex and I both uh, experienced that a lot because neither of our parents are believers and and both of them have like strained uh, marriages. So yeah, that was also a a continual learning journey. I mean, we're not perfect at all, but um, I think that was the other thing we had to really uh, bring to God and ask God to really help us because we don't, whenever we ask other people like how they handle their in-laws and family relationship, it's, no one has an answer really it's like just do your best to love them and honor them but you also have to be firm with your boundaries and really it's a it's a discernment process with god so right yeah that's that's what we've been learning along the way that's so good yeah that's that's really interesting you moved back to california Mm -hmm. and in uh, silicon valley of and you Mm -hmm. start working in tech and then mm-hmm. you start to feel a pull to move out of tech into something else. Can you talk about that for a little bit? Yeah, sure. I Yeah, so I was already actually working um, Google like prior to moving to Australia and then after move, moving to moving from Australia, I was also at Google. So it was more like an internal transfer. But yeah, I had been there around like four years in 2020 and out of all timing, like, you know, the beginning of the pandemic was already really confusing and hard. And, then, you know, the recession and the economy was tanking. Like, just, there was so much chaos. I think yeah, a lot of people was a crazy um, experienced time. that. Yeah, it was a crazy time. The whole world was going upside down. And I remember, you know, just so many people trying to figure out, you know, how do we help people in need or so many people who are at a disadvantage. And I was one of those people, too, just trying to use whatever I could to help and I was so thankful that the the church that both Alex and I ended up uh, finding when we when we moved here, they started an initiative like pretty quickly actually after COVID hit to connect people who wanted to help people uh, with people who needed help uh, and were in need. Hmm. So they needed some marketing help. I was like, okay, my background's in marketing. I might as well like volunteer and help them out. And then pretty quickly, oh, actually, awesome. I realized, yeah, I was like, wow, this is really rewarding. I love using my skills and abilities for this kind of literally like direct impact uh, towards people in need. Cause I think two things had happened prior to that leading up um, back to your point, Beth, of like God preparing my heart. I um, remember before I started working at Google, I actually did a ministry, a marketing ministry internship for my campus fellowship. And I remember after that internship, yeah, I was like, I have this, feeling I don't know if it's gonna happen but I just have this feeling that God is sending me into tech to equip me with experiences and skills from full-time ministry someday but mm. I was thinking someday as in like you know when I'm retired or you know a lot of people think <laughs> right. oh yeah. I'll work my corporate Down job the and then do ministry yeah yeah like when I have free time or whatever so I had that kind of inkling and actually I think one of my uh, bosses actually told me that as well so I was like okay interesting the other thing was I did this life-changing mission trip to Nepal back in 2017. This was before I moved to Australia. And one of my big takeaways uh, from that mission trip was, why are we as 
first world people only solving first world problems because I looked at what we were doing in tech and like all the cool apps we're building you know all the features we have for like YouTube and I don't know there's just like so many things that everyone's like so glorifying but I go to places like Nepal and I'm like they don't have water like they don't have basic infrastructure their basic needs are not being met and so I had this huge question mark over me like god like how how can I use my gifts and talents not just to like make rich people richer but like to really help people who are desperate and in need and so right yeah and it's it's so overlooked I think often we're in our bubble of comfort and so we forget that but it just really opened my eyes so yeah when COVID hit and this um uh, initiative was happening that those two things came up in my mind again of like wow this is exactly what I was praying and thinking about and then at the same time one of my um, the person the pastor who started that initiative asked me like he said hey Grace can I call you and I was like okay this is kind of random but sure and he called me and asked me have you ever have you ever thought of joining full-time ministry <laughs> And I was, I, I remember being very shocked because I was like, why? I laughed. I, I was like, this is just, this is not part of my plan. I'm still at Google. I, you know, I'm not retired yet. <laughs> this, right? is, this is out of order. This is out of order. So, um, the timing's but, all wrong here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just, I was amused. and But at the same time, I also laughed because I was like, but at the same time, this does align with so much of what I, guys have been showing me over the years, right? So, yeah, I, mm-hmm. she starts, starts talking to me about all the things he sees in me that um, could really help with the ministry. And, and I this whole time, I'm giving him all his, these reasons why I'm not qualified. And I, I feel like Moses in that moment, like, oh, but this is wrong with me, or I'm not qualified in this way. I'm not good at this. And um, mm-hmm. I just really right. look back, and I'm thankful for how he really called out these strengths that I never saw in myself. That Looking back, I'm like, wow, thank you for recognizing that in me before I even saw it. So, yeah, I prayed a lot. I wrestled so much. It was one of the hardest decisions for me, especially as someone who grew up in this area of, like, everyone is very um, just focused on career, on security, on wealth and finances. So I also had to give up to God. Like, okay, God, I I realize, like, there's golden handcuffs that are keeping me back of, of stepping out. But also, I don't want to, I don't want to be reckless and step out just because it's, you know, it might seem holier or more godly. I want to do what you want me to do. So, yeah, I just through a lot of prayer and counsel and just knowing God's voice deep inside of me. I mean, there were also other well-meaning Christians who actually advised against it. <laughs> and we're like, oh, maybe you can just do a part-time thing. Maybe, yeah, maybe you can. Um, I don't know. They just gave, like, a lot of different options. But I think that's when you know as God is when even like sound human logical advice, you're, it doesn't sit yep. well with you. You don't have peace. Right. And I just knew if I didn't go full in, I would be making that choice out of fear and not faith. Right. So, that's... yeah, I, um, I really had to surrender, especially for me. I, uh, God used that experience to also um, reveal some false um, beliefs that I had bought into of these lies of like, oh, I, you know, I have to have a very financially stable job in order to provide for my kids in order for them to be successful. Like I, I had bought into this cultural narrative without even realizing it. And so when I wrestled with this decision, God unrooted that for me and made me realize if I truly trust God, not just for my life, but my future kids and their generations, like I have to realize 
like money is not going to be my provider, but money is not my God. Like God right. is my God. And no matter what happens, I have to trust. No, like even if I give up my salary and stock options and all this, like he will come through in ways that I cannot, um, you know, force on my own strength. So that's, yeah, that's good. That's so oh, good. Good. <laughs> I think God yeah. always gives us a challenge. Um, and, you know, it's not like he, um, he'll he put something before you that he hasn't already been there ahead of time preparing it for you. Mm-hmm. And he's uh, where God guides, he provides. It sounds like cliche-ish, yeah. but it's so true. And in the yeah. peace on the inside you is so valuable to, mm-hmm. even if it doesn't make logical sense, to the world or anyone around you, if it's where the peace is, Colossians 3.15, let the Mm. peace of God rule and act as umpire, settling with finality the questions that arise in our minds. Do you realize how often it's questions that try and rob our peace? And when Satan tempted Jesus in the wilderness, it was questions and it was the word. A lot of times you said well-meaning, and I think of that Mm -hmm. how often well-meaning people, family and friends and others around you, will um, bring questions and sometimes you just have to say the questions I'm not going to answer that I'm going to set those off to the side here because I am trusting the Lord and I'm following where the peace is right right exactly so yeah and I think it's I think um I emphasize too with so many people who are like I I don't know is this peace like my my heart, my feeling of peace, or is it God's peace? You know, like sometimes God actually does want to ask you to do things that don't give you the feeling, like the emotion of peace, because it's going to be hard. It's going to be scary. But there's like the deeper spiritual peace that only comes from, you know, that this is what God is speaking to you. And you're, you know, that you're obeying right. in faith, right? So right. yeah, I totally agree with that. Mm-hmm. Right. The prophetic has obviously been part of your mm-hmm. experience and your life, you and Alex. I'm curious to hear any, uh, have you had any prophecies or actually prophecies where um, about your future that you're waiting to come to pass or that you're mm. you're still looking for down the road? Yes. Oh, my gosh. Um, it's kind of crazy because as you were just talking about this, I just realized, because I had kind of a weird dream last night, <laughs> and I was like, but it really felt like a God dream. And so I'll just say, yes, like to answer your question, the prophetic has been a really big part in both of our journeys. I think as we were, you know, when you're an early Christian, you're kind of not sure, like, what is this like prophecy stuff? Like, I don't know. Is it actually, (laughs) is it really God? But um, I think as both of us have grown in our faith and, and God's matured our faith, we've just seen more and more like how much power there is in the prophetic, especially when it comes to like um, community, you know, surrounding you, praying for you, like hearing from God for you and then giving you those seeds of faith that you hold on to. It might not even come true like in the next few years or even in a decade or even your lifetime, but just seeing like, wow, there's so much in the unseen that there is that we as human beings were tempted to only believe in the surface of what we can see. But um, I'm always reminded in Hebrews, right? Like God, highlights all these um people of faith it's not people who followed laid out plans for them or like the logical next steps it's these people of faith who just heard god and stepped out into the unknown 
And that's literally what we've, we've been experiencing. And we just trust like, okay, if, you know, if we get this word and it's really God, like he'll make it come to pass. We don't have to force it. We don't have to think about, okay, we got this word. How do we make that happen? <laughs> and right. so, um, yeah, at every crossroads, I think in my life since I've been saved and, and now us together as a couple, um, whenever we're discerning, you know, next steps, we always ask, um, I have a, like a prayer shield and we also have community and we just ask people to pray for us. And if they get any prophetic words, to also send them to us. And yeah, it's just so, so amazing how God works that way. I will say one, um, one story I'll, I will share is related. Actually, it kind of is a good wrap up because it's related to this whole uh, journey that I've shared. I mm. think in, I want to say it was, it wasn't when I was in Australia, I got this like really random I can't explain it besides it was like a Holy Spirit divine download, like light bulb moment where I was walking on the street. I realized my phone was on low battery. So I actually had to, it was a weekend, but I was nearby my office. So I just went into the office to charge my phone uh, so that I, I could use my GPS. But um, when I was in the office, I had this like download moment. I just opened my journal, scribbled down like pages on pages of ideas for like, encouraging Christians, um, creating content, like different topics that I felt like were so important that God wanted to talk or God wanted his people to know about and to talk about. And yeah, it was really, um, awesome. Yeah. Awesome. And I was, I was in shock because I was like, where's this coming from? Why is it, why is this even, I don't even have any plans or ideas, but I just wrote it all down. Um, spirit. <laughs> yeah, it, it really was. Cause I, I was like, I'm not planning to like become a content creator or anything, but okay. And then I just held on to it. Cause I felt like, okay, I don't feel like right now is the right time when I was praying about it. I also had like other sure. stuff on my plate. So I was like, I'll just table this for now. But then, you know, a few months after I remember having a career conversation with my with my boss um, who asked me, you know, what do you imagine yourself doing in five years? Cause she wanted to like help me with my career. And it felt kind of embarrassing. Cause I was like, wow, what I'm about to share is like nothing to do with what I'm currently doing. <laughs> like I imagine myself, <laughs> I just drew this, drew this picture of, um, it was like draw your now and later. And then the now was like, Oh, me at a computer or me in meetings. And I was kind of like, not that interested to be honest. Um, but then yeah. like the future was like, I'm with my future husband, which back then I didn't even meet my husband yet. I'm with my future husband. We're like creating content together, inspiring yes. people, creating community. People are discussing how can they grow together, closer to God. Um, and it just felt really? such, like, it was such a, yeah, it was such a foreign idea. And I didn't even know where it came from. But when she asked me to really dream, that, that's literally what I drew out. And, it's, wow. you know, if anyone's interested, it's actually on our website. I had to put it up there because I was like, wow. this is crazy. I totally forgot about this drawing. So that was, I would say, in 2018-ish um, that that drawing happened, Twenty, maybe 2019. That's um, incredible. And that was before Alex was even in the picture. Yeah, yeah. Or I, maybe if, I can't remember if we hadn't met yet, but we definitely were not, like, engaged or married. Or We, we were long distance, so we were just Amazing. dating. Amazing. Um, but, yeah, that was that was just something really deep in my heart and actually when I when I met Alex and like I said earlier we were on that video conversation um and sharing our vision and stuff he also shared that he loved using content to like inspire people with what God has been <laughs> teaching him and the lessons that he's learning and through writing and Love social it. media yeah so I was like wow that's kind of crazy we have that interest in common but yeah anyway fast forward um it was 20 
2022, I got another like dose, I think like one or two other of these like Holy Spirit moments like happening. And so I wrote down again, like all these ideas and I was like, God, like, why do you keep giving me these ideas? And I don't even know what to do with them. But, you know, as I continue to process with him, I mean, it was, it's a longer story, but God basically revealed to me over many months of prayer that he was leading me to step out of my ministry role to pursue this creative entrepreneurship journey full time for his kingdom and his, his ministry purposes. Um, but not in a conventional ministry setting where, you know, I'm working for a church or working for an organization, but really like using the things that he's taught me and the things that he's speaking to me and in my own uh, creative way that he's, he's given me and my husband to use that as a way to, um, spread like his stories and his testimonies and encourage people about his faithfulness. And so the last like prophetic um, thing I wanted to mention was before I ever told anyone about this, um, we went to this prayer ministry night where two people both prayed over me and said, I really feel like God is using you. He's launching you out as a mouthpiece. um, And he wants to use you to like influence the next generation. And what's crazy about that is, a few days before I had written in my journal mouthpiece. Like I, I felt like God really? was saying, yes, I felt like God highlighted to me that word mouthpiece. I circled it really big in my, in my journal. And so when I heard this prophetic prayer, I was like, what? Again, it's similar to the step out story. I was like, okay, I, I think that's God. Wow. Um, so yeah. So now like, as you guys well know, like my husband and I, now we have a podcast and we're being just obedient to be his mouthpiece. Um, we're just always reminding ourselves. It's not about the numbers. It's not about how many people watch. Like it's all about just we're stepping out in obedience of this. These are the things he's shown us. And this is our common, you know, a mutual passion to use our experiences and our lessons and even our failures and mistakes to reach the next generation with what God has been teaching us. So it's yeah, beautiful. It's full I love <laughs> it. You know, God, since because of COVID, that was such a, bl- a dark, bleak time in America and the world. It, mm. it absolutely like has shifted completely everything obviously and Mm -hmm. ministry christianity as usual is no more it's now Mm -hmm. everybody is hungry for hope everybody Mm. is hungry to hear a word of encouragement there is such a uh, generation of somebody give me hope somebody you know speak truth because it's in everybody's heart when you hear truth Mm -hmm. it's like even those that don't know the lord it'll resonate that was true I love wow. that God is downloading content for you and Alex and you're doing a podcast and it's now the way ministry, Christianity, the church is growing and being built. People are tuning in to podcasts and when right. they, I love that you and Alex have a podcast and that you're sharing your your story and what mm-hmm. God's putting in you because this, God is doing a new thing. He is doing such yeah. a new thing and it's almost like, okay, I've, I've told a lot of people, I want to be like leaning in saying, Lord, don't bless my plans. What are you about? Where are you going? Right. Let us lean into you, hear your heartbeat and be about what you're about and be yeah. speaking out what you're saying. And when we do that, um, it's going to set people free. People are going to yeah. all of a sudden know there's a God out there that really hears me or you're going to be answering questions and pointing people to the lord i just love love your story 
You're just mm. a breath of fresh air, Grace. It's beautiful. Aww. You're beautiful. And I feel like we just love you and Alex and have never met you face to face. But I <laughs> yep. love because we share the same father, Father God. Yeah. <laughs> and, yes. and so it's like we're family. I just feel like yes. there's just this kinship of and then the resonates in our heart um, what yeah. God is doing and speaking in uh, your hearts and what he's doing. I'm just thrilled to see and be part of it in just getting wow. to know you in this interview. Thank you. That's that's so encouraging and just it's such a blessing to hear. Um, so thank you so much because I also I'm sure you guys know too. Like even though you know we can look back and see, wow, God's been so faithful. It still is not easy, you know, in right. the process of right. you know, okay, I, I I did it, God, but you know things are rocky, or I'm not sure is this is yep. this the right way, <laughs> and so there's a lot of uncertainties and doubts at the same time. So, yeah, anytime um, people encourage us or just remind us of that truth, it's it's so refreshing and really builds us up, too. So thank you so much. Yeah, I say keep going. You are on the right path. It's just thrilling. I'm, I'm excited to watch you guys just, like, unfold all that God's got in you two together as husband and wife. And let me tell you, this generation needs husband and wife that love Jesus, that are serving wow. him together and using what God's gifted them in to yes. um, just get out there together and share what they have. Yes. And I, I say, keep going. You're in the right direction. It's thrilling. You just reminded me, Beth, when you were talking about like the future and the vision, I think um, to answer your question about like uh, the prophecies to come is we really feel so strongly like this podcast that God's led us and called us to start isn't just a podcast we have such a heart for community and bringing people who feel um, isolated or alone together in a really uh, close-knit like family of christ community just like you were saying so yeah i feel like the prophecies to come is our vision is to create um, opportunities for people to maybe do workshops or retreats or um, online and offline conferences. And also I just for us that. to be able to, yeah, to really have interactions cool. with people instead of just, you know, listen for fun. We want to have people connect and do life together. Um, and yeah, if anyone's interested in being a part of this growing, you know, uh, vision that God's started um you can find us at with the trans that's t-r-a-n-s that's our last name um on instagram or facebook or youtube um we also have with the trans.com that's our website as well and feel free to reach out to us if you have any questions or you want to talk more about what it what it looks like to follow god in all these uncertainties all these gray areas because we're i mean we continue to do that but we also have learned so much in our past about how much god comes through when we truly just fully trust him and surrender to him so always happy to talk about that if anybody has questions awesome this has been a lot of fun hearing your story i love hearing stories like this it's just it's you can learn so much from it we just really enjoyed it so we really appreciate your time today grace thank you so so much. much and we will keep in touch yes for sure thank you thank you Thanks so much for listening to the Faith Moving Forward podcast. Please consider subscribing to our podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or whatever platform you currently listen to.